This is sounds from Ukraine now. Звук из України зараз. everybody this is sounds from ukraine now uh i'm clemens pool and um with me is chola actually chola i've never said your last name before and it's complicated <laughs> so i <laughs> i guess Should I have a go? Uh, uh barons tunstall but it's tunstall barons but i like okay. it backwards <laughs> chola tunstall barons um and uh this is a show about um, art and music in Ukraine um, and what's happening now. Today we have with us uh, that, that you just heard a track by Alexander Yeltsin. And we also have with us Yuri Afanov and Natalia Matsenko. Um, and we're going to talk about what they're doing and uh, what kind of sounds they're making or hearing, recording or whatever. So welcome, everybody. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Nice to hear you. Hi. <laughs> uh, I kind of was uh, thinking of 
this combination of people because I have very fond memories of um, seeing you guys perform and also uh, collaborating with you at Mogritsa, the Land Art Symposium in, uh, that um, is in Sumy Oblast in Ukraine. Um, and actually would be happening around now, right? I don't think so. Like or like in theory, right? It should be yeah, around. Yeah, in theory, yeah. But as yeah. Uh, it's situated six kilometers from the Russian border uh, in the northeast of our country, uh, now it's I think the first time in uh, I guess twenty five years of existence of this symposium, where it will uh, like when it will not happen at this usual moment as as always. <laughs> Actually, this territory is not uh, occupied, it's already liberated uh, by our Ukrainian forces, but it's uh, under uh, under strikes and uh, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure it's uh, safe enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking about um, our experience together at Mogritsa, but of course, this is something that um, you guys all three have a deeper understanding of because it's something you've been involved in for years. And I think also you have a pretty strong understanding of this collaborative nature of uh, Ukrainian art scene, how there's lots of events like this or things that kind of uh, bring people together and people produce work together or produce work in informal environments and uh, engage with other people's work. Um, how how are you dealing with this now that a lot of this stuff has stopped things like mogritsa are not happening i think that was just like a short period of when we were like totally shocked for several months and I've, personally for me there was no actual sense for any art activities just to observe and uh, observe what is happening but as i like notice now that uh, mm, i don't know i see that activities are going back on the stage and uh, actually uh, maybe it's really time to <clears throat> i don't say like live a normal life because it's not a normal life but uh, this cultural activity actually really helps. Uh, I mean, it's, it can be sounds like patriotic, but it actually is. It's very important just for survival of the country to, to be active in culture, cultural sense, to be visible. Do you so, mean do you mean in inside Ukraine or do you mean like yeah, inside internationally? And, yeah, inside and outside. Yeah. So I think it's it's just slightly uh, going on back on the on the same uh, way as it was uh, before. I mean, in in percentage of activities, uh, we see like slowly one by one artists are starting doing the art practices. Sasha, мы сейчас говорим о коллаборациях я не знаю, это новая ситуация в Украине, но ты был два недели назад в Ужгород в Sorry No Rooms Residency. Да, да, да. Момент, я буду сказать 
на английском, и потом мой... мой uh, so, um, Sasha, you were recently in a residency called uh, Sorry, No Rooms Available that um, is created by a, an artist named Petro Raska in Uzgorod, a city in Western Ukraine. And a lot of artists, I think, have gone to different programs like that right now. Um, so I think uh, you probably have some interesting insight into how um, collaborations and these kind of art events that were uh, all over the country previously have now changed and what's happening now. Ну, нам приходилось в первую очередь заниматься, ну, первое время это организация рабочего пространства, ну, немножко расширить резиденцию, подготовить новые пространства для других художников, которые впоследствии захотят приехать. И параллельно, ну, как бы я еще как ну поскольку ну и насколько была возможность пытался заниматься еще звуком ну как бы как-то вкладывать свои эмоциональные ощущения в поле звука. You're Natasha, please help me if I am getting anything wrong. Okay, <laughs> but, okay, okay. But uh, basically, the residency, the first part was actually just uh, um, like building out the space or, or, or making space for more residents than normal. And then after that, it was more about this creative process. Maybe, maybe Natasha, can you help me? I'm sorry. I'm terrible. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, just a bit more details. Yeah, that the first time they, uh, like uh, the first period, they worked on preparing up the working space. And uh, then uh, Sasha found some possibilities to input his like, и это трек, что мы уже слушали, это был трек из Ужгорода? Нет, это довоенный трек, но мне кажется, он отчасти, ну, когда описался, все-таки как-то чувственно перекликается. С Ужгорода будут более следующие треки, если мы будем еще ставить, то они там есть в парочках. Какой трек? Ну, допустим, я вот в Ужгороде сделал аранжировку на украинскую народную песню у нас Можно вот его будет поставить. Там, получается, нотный стан как бы идет народный, но как бы я использовал там лейринг синтов, то есть звуковая партия, она как бы авторская. Okay, I'm gonna translate you that uh, this uh, next track, which is Nese Halevodo, it's uh, it's like traditional, ethnical, I, I will say. Folk, yeah. song. Folk, 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 folk song. song, yeah. And the, uh, actually the main line is saved from the like original song, but the arrangement and the layering of the scenes is like... Made by Sasha. Yeah, it's made by Sasha. It's, it's a new version, I will say. Ah, okay, and this is a this is a track recorded in Uzgorod or produced in Uzgorod. Yes, yeah. Maybe. okay, yeah.
Um, maybe if Clemens, you can ask also Jura and Natasha, on behalf of me to Sasha, um, how he they describe themselves as an artist. Sasha, как объясните ваши работы? Как вы музыканты, художники, что sound artist? Ну вообще изначально я художник. Uh, и, в принципе, достаточно долгое время ну, занимался ну, концептуальными и визуальными видами искусства. Uh, вот. Но вот последние три года я заинтересовался звуком. И uh, то есть я работаю не только как бы с, как, как классический музыкант с, с концертными практиками, но и, конечно же, как саунд-артист тоже. Ну и конечно, мне даже как бы больше нравится работать со звуком, как с художественным материалом, ну, делать инсталляции, ну и так далее. Ну, как бы, просто как это для меня, как еще один медиум. Вот. И, а, ну также я еще из, как бы, вот, практикую такую вещь, как аудиоэтюды. Это как бы соединение из бэкграунда моего как, как художника, который ходил на живописные там, этюды в свое время. То есть, но ну, сейчас вместо как бы красок я использую звук и как бы взаимодействую с теми пространствами, которые как бы выбираю для своих походов. No, it's one of Okay, yeah. So um, he uh, thinks of himself first and foremost as as an artist, um, and he actually comes from uh, a visual art background. Um, but for some time, he's been thinking of sound as his medium and sound as the this uh, artistic mode. And so he's also does music and and does things that can be considered sound art um but in general it's always using sound as a, a as like an artistic uh tool is that did i get that basically right guys <laughs> yeah 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 that's right and the, the the last moment that sasha said that he also is practicing like sound uh, audio etudes which is connected with his uh, primary, uh, like uh, traditional artistic practice when you go to the, like uh, some landscape and uh, you're painting there. And now he's using like, instead of, of paint, he's using sound. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> it really um, resonates with me because I also use sound in the same way in my practice. Wow. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could speak to Sasha more. But um, maybe also then coming to you, Yura and Natasha, maybe how you describe yourselves as artists and maybe we can play something from your tracks as well. Okay, so to begin with me, uh, I also will not say that the sound is my like prim primary medium. Uh, I will say that, uh, yeah, I sh I've shifted the sound like maybe three years ago because <clears throat> actually the visual aspect is very important to me as like, Primarily, I studied as a like filmmaker, and then shifted myself to more experimental field, which like lead me to this like intersection between experimental film and video art, and so on. But um, lastly, I decided that uh, in this like visual field, audio is always kind of slave for visual part, and I didn't like that. So I decided somehow to straighten the sound to make it more stronger. And uh, 
yeah, and that like lead to I in some of my project I just rejected using visual part at all. So strong was <laughs> the sound in this project, and yeah, now I'm trying maybe to find some balance and maybe a parity if this word exists. Okay, so between like visual part and the sound because uh, in in every project there is like an author who is who is who is more like focused on the sound or who is more focused on the visual part and it always appears that uh, like uh, some some aspect is uh, is is a secondary so now i'm just trying to find a balance between these two i see that you uh, shared a track that has the same title as the film you recently premiered at Kurzfilm Oberhausen. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is uh, that is it. I mean, that is kind of my searching for the balance because it it is a, like a sound soundtrack from the film, but it actually can be listened just a separate audio track, and I think it's okay. But probably, yeah, the, the, this one. Wow. Sonically, I felt like I've just been to many different worlds. Like we were like underground, we were in the water. Like I really feel like you were taking me to like, you were like opening doors to different worlds at every moment and I was just exploring them. It was amazing. Oh, thank you. 
Yeah, that's a fragment uh, from the audio from my short film, which is actually one of the answers for the, um, like what we're actually doing when we um, like not able to produce because of the circumstances. It just to represent an old pieces. It all it is also a way of cultural practice when you <laughs> cannot create but you still can act. I guess uh, you you were about to be in pretty serious production with uh, a bigger project when all of this happened, right? Um, but now I guess the the studio that you and Natasha share is sort of compromised or I, I don't know. It seems like a bunch of things are, are more complicated now. Is it those just tangible complications that are slowing down work or is it more this just emotional state and this kind of psychological experience right now? Um, I will say that the internal questions are, uh, doesn't make much sense in this way yes it, it's not very comfortable yeah but the main discomfort is the permanent tension from the forces which is coming from different sides so the problem is yes the, the main problem is that, that like uh, okay maybe you can make art in the moment when the enemy forces will be at your town the next day so you have to be a kind of strong guy for that. But actually, I really think that the best way to make art, it's when you kind of relax, when you don't feel the threat, which can come to your house the next day. And uh, even not to your house, but the house of your friends, which are spread like a nerve system all over the country. Yeah, that's kind of problem. So. That means like you, you have to relax and this is a practice. The main practice is just try to feel more relaxed. And I think all the, all the, all the energy comes to this. And after all, like you have to find the energy to work. So maybe now we, we, got a bit used for the situation and that's why we have the energy to work a little more that's why i feel that now we're trying to resurrect and the cities and the artists and all the infrastructure they are trying to live a kind of normal life yeah th that's what i'm talking about so now maybe everything is a bit returning to its uh like railways Natasha, I um, I know you as a curator. I don't know how you want to self-describe your practice, but um, it seems like the the struggle for a curator uh, would be even more difficult because it depends on institutions, whereas an artist can theoretically produce uh, independent of any institution. A curator needs like a space or needs kind of uh, a way to interact with an arts community. Um, I, can you kind of describe how you uh, think about your practice and also kind of how you're dealing with this moment? 
Uh, yeah, you're right. I think that my main, uh, like, my main direction, uh, it's like curatorial direction. But like, I, I think my answer can be divided into two parts because first one is like about my curatorial practices in this time, and the other one is like about my artistic practices. Actually, as a curator, yes, I felt a bit exhausted uh, this spring because, like. Uh, I worked uh, with one exhibition uh, which uh, was in Denmark and I worked uh, on it uh, during like a uh, year and a half. Uh, then uh, like when this uh, exhibition started, I couldn't go there because of COVID. And then um, we had like planned travel uh, there uh, in the beginning of March, but we didn't go there because actually the war started. So I didn't see this exhibition offline, actually. Um, and uh, then we had, like, uh, in May, we had to work with the um, Biruchi residency, which is also one of the biggest Ukrainian art residencies. And we had to make uh, a project in Melitopol and Primorsk uh, in the south of Ukraine. And uh, this territory is occupied now. And the next one uh, should be our Mogritsa, which we already, uh, like, talked about and it's also like on the territory where we, we can we can't work now so uh, as a curator I like felt <laughs> pretty uh, sad for this first month is uh, but now it's like opening there are like, many possibilities uh, abroad uh, uh, outside of Ukraine I had many proposals but the problem is that I really don't want to leave Ukraine now. So uh, I'm looking for possibilities to work from here and to make some projects maybe also abroad, but like uh, to find a possibility to, to stay here. Uh, because yeah, actually uh, art life, if we talk about institutions in Ukraine, it's not pretty intense now. <laughs> Uh, but uh, like also I have this uh, not so big, but also an artistic part of me. And uh, actually, as I'm not only a curator, but I'm also an art critic. So uh, texts uh, were always an important part of my life. And it's something that really uh, helps, I guess, uh, also in, in this time, just to find when, when you can't uh, like organize some residencies, uh, at least you can write some thoughts. <laughs> uh, and uh, like for for last years, I also tried to work with this in some different ways, like to combine some texts with video or audio. So it's not kind of like my professional practice, not as like curatorial or uh, art critic, but it's also like important part of my life. And I feel that during these last months, maybe this part became even more important for me. <laughs> well, something like that. I saw one of the tracks that you and Yura shared is you reading a text. Is this your text or is this something? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, that's it. It's not like uh, I, I can't call this kind of uh, audio work. It's just a voice memo on my phone. But like I'm using my phone now for all the goals, like I'm writing a lot of texts there, just making some notes, like my working notes. And also I'm writing some essays or even poems uh, sometimes. And this poem is actually old. It's, it was written in 2017. And uh, then I just made a voice record of it, not for any goal. It was just like for me. 
And then, um, like a uh, couple of days ago, I just uh, looked to my voice memos on my phone and I saw that this record was made on February 24th, which now for all of us, it's like um, kind of a significant date because this is actually the date when the full scale invasion started. So it's so strange because it was made like a few years ago, but the same date. And uh, actually, uh, like it's in Ukrainian, so it's it will not be understandable for for the most of audience. But it's like about actually it's kind of apocalyptic text, and it's like about like but nothing no one will be healed. But it's like about I think also uh, love in front of death. <laughs> so it was strange feeling just to hear this text now, and I just wanted to share it because of this. <laughs> So this is uh, no one will be healed. Ніхто з нас не зцілиться, Люба. Ніхто не відкриє вікно, коли закінчиться кисень. Ми просто опинимось там, де мали бути з самого початку. Я не слухаю тебе. Просто подивись на цей світ, як на приємну згадку. Я не слухаю тебе. Просто не оновлюй систему на ноуті і телефоні. Просто спостерігай, як шкіра повільно тріскається на долонях. Цей світ ще не закінчився, та ми не станемо чекати. Пам'ятаєш, скільки разів ти хотіла кудись втікати і не втікала? Я не слухаю тебе. Ти ніколи не слухала, а я завжди говорив, що це станеться. Ми з тобою станцювали останній танець, а ти не помітила ані танцю, ані обставин. Бо чекала на зміни в розкладі і в моєму ставленні, а все вже написано. Ось, почитай сценарій. Я не слухаю тебе. Я люблю тебе. Я не слухаю тебе. Я люблю тебе. Natasha, can you give us a little bit, you don't have to like actually translate the whole thing, but can you give us a little more of kind of what the content of this is? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, I can. It's kind of like a dialogue between two persons. And uh, like uh, uh, one person is saying that... Uh, no one of us will heal and no one will open the window when the oxygen will run out and uh, like uh, just uh, like you just have to uh, to deal with this that like uh, everything will uh, will uh, be over and just now not to like uh, to update your systems on your phone and, and your notebook and just wait till the end of the world but because like uh, the guy says like you never listened to me but I always told you that it will happen and you never believed and you always wanted to escape somewhere but you never did it and actually then they are like uh, saying that uh, yes that like everything was already written in the scenario and I always told you and like I love you and she says I don't hear you <laughs> and actually that's it so it's kind of like it, it was written in uh, actually like uh, quiet time with no actually reasons to to think about this but now it's like i felt this text kind of a different way uh, looking to everything happening now <laughs> so it was strange i also think probably the audience for this show uh, might forget that if even if this was recorded in 2017 and even if 2017 felt somehow uh, uh, static in terms of this Russian aggression for for most people, I, I'm thinking of you, Yura, um, 
who your your family's from Crimea but for so many people this thing was present and now of course it has this grotesque massive expression but this the presence was always there and I think was coming out in people's work the whole time for this last eight years and probably earlier the aggression has always been there yeah definitely uh, like you you can't ignore these facts yeah that was like a repetition for all which is happening which is happening now that is maybe a sign how how actually like imperialism looked like first it takes just a small part but everything which imperialism can do is just expand and that is the lesson which the whole world should finally understand it can only expand and and it cannot happen the other way like you should finally understand how dangerous it is yeah i think this we spoke to um some other uh friends the other day and um one of them was in paris and she said that it just is so frustrating because people still think like oh maybe there's a maybe there's a reason this is happening or something and it's like there is a reason but it's not uh yeah it's 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 what you're talking about it's not some kind of fictional situation in eastern so. ukraine i don't know people still think that berlin wall it's a, it's kind of touristic place it's not a touristic place it's a place which can repeat that is the problem actually like you just have to listen to what they say and what they want to they just inherited the soviet union so you can now look at the map of the soviet union and understand what they're ambitious about actually like and they really did a statement about that they did not one statement and their uh, like population is totally ready for that they want it yep yeah actually it's interesting to think that this uh you know we're we're making a show about sounds from ukraine now but uh it's in this case it's also about like you should listen to people when they tell you what they're going to do you know it's like like the, the this this thing that's happening this is a thing that was you know stated over and over again this is the intention this is the idea this and now you know here we are but i guess that maybe we should uh um listen to another track and and uh hear some there's some more sounds from ukraine instead of sounds from this uh god-awful war machine um uh sasha was just a you show i didn't uh track so my да ну у нас там в принципе два трека осталось можно поставить хасапико это он называется этот танец война Okay, is so it's like a war dance? Dance, dance of a warrior. Ah, okay.
you can translate but I wanted to ask how Sasha makes his tracks like they're so they're so textural for me like I like the first one Spocky that we played at the beginning like I felt like it was like sizzling oil on a pan and that one as well like the way he kind of brings things in and out I'm really interested in the creation process and how he actually makes it uh, yeah um Sasha uh Chola um Sprasilo uh um это композиция, техническая композиция, но тоже um, есть много uh, текстура, я не знаю, это слова, текстура? Да, да. <laughs> да, да. Много да, текстура да. и mm -hmm. uh, разные uh, звуки. Что uh, 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 твой процесс? Uh, ну, да, я как бы очень люблю использовать фактуры, всякие атмосферные звуки. Ну и в данной композиции использованы звуки поезда, какого-то перемещения в рамках Украины. Вот уже сейчас в период 
И получается, и использована мелодическая часть. Мелодическую часть писал тоже заимствована. Это из греческой народной как бы идет музыки есть так называемое понятие как бы хасапика как танец воина или то что более популяризировано в кинематографии как мелодия сертаки вот и я для себя еще в последний период вывел такой термин как перерва украинского мова перерыв и мне вот в данном треке хотелось его сделать немножко даже таким веселым, чтобы он как-то немножко позволял отвлечься на некоторое время от всего происходящего. I, so I'm, I think I'm gonna miss uh, quite a bit of, of that, but I think uh, Sasha is talking about using all these different like found sounds, but in combination with uh, uh different melodic elements like i guess there's a greek folk song in this and um it, it referring to this specific piece um i don't know you're natasha can you help me out i'm i'm um, yeah yeah actually you're you're right yes he used like this uh sertaki motif but also he used like the train sounds because like uh mostly uh, just a small note from me that now uh, many travels like we we make with uh trains now because actually uh, even if you want to leave the country you can't uh, for example fly with a with an airplane now so we we travel really a lot with the like with trains, so Sasha used these sounds. And he also like uh, said that he's now using, uh, he likes this um, like, um, pause, pause. pause, like, uh, uh, and uh, he used this in, in this track. And also he tried to make it like a bit, like uh, uh, to put a bit of fun in it, uh, just to, uh like to um uh, uh, maybe uh, like just a bit to to escape a bit from this reality from the things happening now yeah like ten temporary pause yeah на час, бо это не есть как бы попытка забыть про что-то или уйти как бы от происходящего, но иногда как бы необходимо ну, возвращаться хотя бы на небольшой час как бы к ощущению ну, как бы нормальной так называемой жизни. Ну, в общем, да. Ну, это, это не про забытие, а про возможность ненадолго отвлечься, ну, как бы и почувствовать, ну, там, не знаю, не только эмоции, как бы переживания, но и какие-то другие или действия. Well, Sasha says that he is using like this uh, term of uh, like a pause or a, a break, uh, just to underline that it's not uh, like he's not like trying to escape the reality, but it's only about this that sometimes you need this small break just to for just for some time, just temporary uh, go to like kind of a normality, kind of a normal life. 
and, and then to, to go on. Ну, я имею в виду, я говорю о том, что именно в деревне, в, завис... в отличие от города, как бы я знакомился ну, как бы с украинским этносом и украинской мовой, ну, типа, потому что в городе, в Луганске, как бы там, ну, как бы на русском языке говорили. Типа. И для меня как бы деревня и вот само это понятие прервы как бы ассоциируется как бы с входом как раз в украинскую культуру. Ну, Uh, actually, Sasha says that for, for him, this like Pererva and break is an association uh, with the entrance to the Ukrainian culture, because like this is the specific actually of the Eastern Ukraine that uh, uh, the cities are really like russified, for example, like Luhansk itself, where Sasha is from, but the villages around it are mostly like Ukrainian speaking. And uh, for him, when he left the town and went to the village, it was this point of the entrance to Ukrainian language, to Ukrainian culture and all this stuff. This is, I think, a really interesting point, especially for people outside of Ukraine, because I think that uh, part of this, like, whatever, disinformation or, or maybe just, uh, uh, like, culture around understanding the war there's this persistent myth that uh there is a ethno-linguistic minority that is potentially oppressed that is in eastern ukraine um and and i i feel like i talk about this a lot uh with people who are from the village in lugansk oblast or donetsk oblast or any uh smaller cities and they have this experience of like where they grew up, they speak Ukrainian or Surzhik, but like a heavily Ukrainian Surzhik. Um, and then in the cities, in, in the city Donetsk, in the city Lugansk, uh, this um, Russian dominates. But I, th I think that that nuance is so easy to obscure with the way that the like war propaganda happens. Um, and so I yeah. think this is a really important point. Yeah, maybe, but but I think that the wish of the like propaganda to go deep into language or like some ethnical uh, uh, problems inside other country, but it, it it just shifts shifts the attention from the core of the problem. The core of the problem is not that in some other countries there are some population that. The core problem is that you is that you you are like the totalitarian autocratic state which just want to conquer different and other countries and yeah that's called that that's called the casus belli and nothing else yeah yeah um is i was looking at the the tracks and i thought maybe this uh nightingale at the military base is an interesting thing to play in this uh context of uh but i don't know is that this euro this is your track yeah no natasha's natasha no, it's, it's okay. also just my uh my my record just like uh, uh made like spontaneously just it was the evening when we were going back home and uh the thing is that uh, in uh, kiev we live uh, really close to the uh, one of the like headquarters, military headquarters. So it's uh, like uh, 
it makes our home in Kyiv not very safe because like, uh, for example, this place, uh, Russians in the first days when they tried to occupy Kyiv, uh, there were some fights there. So we have even signs of shoots uh, on uh, like on our street. And uh, this one was made like a year ago. So it, it was like uh, we were going back home and just I, I just heard this nightingale and made, made this record. But now it's like kind of also having a bit different context. <laughs> To be more concrete, I would say the the name would be sounds of nightingale coming from the military base. Yeah, because it was like really from there <laughs> we were standing uh, behind the like uh, behind the fence, and he was singing from from there. And uh, the one more important moment about this that actually nightingale is kind of a, also important symbol in in uh, Ukrainian culture because in many folk songs. Like we're using these, uh, like Soloveiko, uh, it's called in Ukrainian, like uh, uh, nightingale, and it's also like um, kind of uh, yeah, yeah. ethnic it, it connection. Means, it <laughs> means like Ukrainian are very, very good singers. That's why that's why like nightingale it's one of our like symbol. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also. Uh, sorry, and just a, a small, um, like, um, I have to add that the funny thing is that we live uh, close to this military base and also to the zoo. And like, uh, we, we have one more, like, uh, this field record from our balcony, but I think that maybe like it can be, uh, I don't know, played later, yes. Shola, um, I think we have just a couple minutes. Do we have a last comments or questions? I was interested to know where you all are right now. And maybe um, Yuri, you were saying it's very difficult at the moment to be producing, creating and as an artist with all the things going on around us and you. Um, but any things that you're looking forward to working on or maybe ideas in the pipeline, and then maybe we can go out with a song. But yeah, so each of you, where are you? And what are you thinking about in terms of your work at the moment? Да, ну, я на данный момент вернулся в Киев и очень рад этому, что сейчас я в Киеве, потому что я увидел друзей, которые тоже занимаются звуком. Ну и сейчас я бы хотел, ну, мы, вернее, уже готовим, ну, как бы ряд выступлений, вот, и... Для меня это сейчас очень важно, 
потому что сейчас очень важно коммуницировать. Ну, как бы в первую очередь для меня как бы это не только про как бы там художественные высказывания и так далее, а еще про возможность взаимной коммуникации, встреч, ну и да, вот это сейчас одна из функций тоже как бы искусства, мне кажется, которая представляет собой повод еще как бы встретиться и понимать, что действует, как действовать дальше в процессе этих встреч, вот. Ну и вообще культурная жизнь должна как бы должна должна жить, культурная жизнь должна должна не умирать. Yeah, actually, Sasha just added that he started to meet uh, his friends who are also working with sound and started to plan some projects together. And yes, that cultural life must not uh, end and must not die. Yeah, <laughs> he's time. having some gigs, I think, yeah, in this month or next month also. So, yeah. Uh, в Киев или ну на данный момент да мы хотим сделать на Нижнеюрковской несколько ивентов вот и возможно еще на поскольку я работаю с пленарными практиками хотелось бы возможно на Трухановом острове тоже сделать как бы сделать выступление вот, ну, как бы актуализировать Киев и дальше продолжать как бы работать с ним. So, uh, he says that he's got a couple things coming up that they're working on, um, putting together, uh, like a show in this Nizhny Yorkivska, which is a, an area that has a number of clubs, um, and then also through Hanif, uh, Island, which is the island in the middle of Kiev, where there's, uh, kind of like a park space, but also some bars and club things. Yura, Natasha, um, what, what are you, uh, where are you and what are you thinking about? Uh, yeah, at the moment we're not far from Kyiv in Cherkasy, it's Natasha's hometown, but yeah, most time we live in Kyiv also. And uh, yeah, I, I actually slowly started to like back up all my old and like interrupted projects and start making it, but uh, we cannot plan actually so much because uh, mm, Kyiv was uh, on the assault just like two months ago. So, and we don't know, maybe it will happen in the next months or we don't know actually. So we cannot make some long lasting plans. Yeah, yeah. just last week they hit the Donitsa, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just received the fresh missiles uh, from from Russia last week. So actually the war really corrects your plans. So yeah, we're just trying to keep up, be active, but uh, I think like in short term, we cannot plan something pretty long. So it's like ne ne never before, I think we lived as much in the today, <laughs> like yeah. just here and now. And uh, yes. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, actually, maybe I, I think that this uh, record, which I, I, I told about, it's uh, it, it can describe actually our state now because, like uh, every day in uh, every town in Ukraine, you hear these uh, air sirens uh, for many times because the air strikes uh, can happen uh, like around all the country. And actually, especially for for this uh, talk, we made a record from our balcony, which uh, actually describes. Uh, I, I think our state now when you just trying to live your normal life but it maybe doesn't work like that <laughs> yeah so it's like traditional it's ukrainian one, intro yeah. so the, the most <laughs> just the, a couple of seconds just yeah. to, to plus some animals understand. yeah should we can i ask before we play this like let's we finish with this track but um if people are interested to see your work uh how can people find you online we could also include uh, links, I think, when we when yeah, we post yeah, the show. But um, below to the website or something like that. Okay, we'll just rely on the like links um, and the, wherever we're gonna post it. So um, yeah, yeah. So thank you, Spasiba, Sasha, Natasha, and Yura for chatting to us. It's been really, really beautiful and so nice to hear your work and to hear more about yeah your processes and what's going on right now. So thank you very much for your time. And um, thank you to Radio Worm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank And we're going to end with traditional intro and animals. Yeah. From Yura and Natasha. This is sounds from Ukraine now. Звук из Украины зараз.